everybody. Welcome to the This Is Me podcast. It's a podcast that talks about uh, inclusion and education, inclusion in the community, the neighborhood. Uh, You may go to church. You may have a nonprofit. You may have a playground. It's just about inclusion. Typical kids with special needs kids, typical adults with special needs adults, being able to spend time together socially, emotionally, uh, intellectually, uh, wherever they are. And today we're going to begin really uh, talking to you about technology and its use. We haven't covered that up till now. We've talked about our e-programs, and we'll do that more that uh, that we've been involved with. We'll be, we've talked about medical uh, uh, items with uh, Dr. Traver, and he's going to come back. But today I've got uh, Sean Killick and Parker Allen, and uh, we've got a new project. And the new project is creating a virtual reality Lab. Now, ultimately, we're going to get into other things besides virtual reality, but we're real excited about this. It's a new launch, and we're going to begin to work first with education, bringing virtual reality tools into classrooms and getting kids to be able to benefit from those uh, those tools and to make them be almost as seamless as using their smartphone or as seamless as using their Xbox or their PS4. And so uh, today, uh, having Sean and uh, Parker here, they're going to begin to tell us a little bit about what they're thinking, what they're doing, and where we're going. Yeah, so thanks for having us on. But of course, yeah, we're starting this uh, kind of VR thing and figuring out how to do it along the way. But um, I think for me, just virtual reality and um, uh, what really, well, I'm a student at Santa Clara University and I um, and I'm a computer science major. And what got me excited about that actually was growing up going to a school that um, promoted inclusion and specifically using technology to help that um, help that process. And Excellent. Um, yeah, I ended up taking a, my first quarter at Santa Clara, I took a class called, uh, um, technology and education or, or something along those lines. And I ended up writing a paper for, uh, the end of that, basically talking about the Stanford study and other things that were going on that showed how much virtual and augmented reality and these different laboratories that students could use for science or, or just different things they could use were able to dramatically increase the retention rate and wow. um, basically just get kids excited about learning. Do you again. still have that paper? Uh, I think I do. You I gotta find I, that I was paper. trying to look for it the other we day. You got to find that paper out. and post it on Digital Scribbler. <laughs> yeah, if you want to read some of the stuff we're going to be doing, go to www.digitalscribbler.com and we're going to be posting over the next several months uh, all the different stuff, all the different efforts we're making using virtual reality. So we'll try to get Parker's paper for you so you can be able to read it. Yeah, and we'll keep it updated too. I think we're planning on uh, at least once a week having kind of VR news up there, like specifically with inclusion, but also just generally and then different stuff we're doing. Why should someone be interested in VR? Um, gosh, well, first of all, I think it's super exciting. Like it's just cool being able to go into a different world. Well, and, there's some people out there that may not even know what VR is. What does it mean going to a different world? Yeah, so virtual reality and it's basically like um, it's like stepping into a video game or stepping into a a three-dimensional world that you can look around and interact with. So um, one of the things I did in, uh, in getting things ready to launch is I visited Facebook and their virtual reality department. Um, and so went on over there uh, with a couple of friends who work at Facebook and met and uh, uh, scheduled an appointment with their, uh, their, their, their team. Um, and, and Facebook is, is, is a really great company, and it, it's, a, it's a joy to be able to go over to their company and be around the campus there it's an adventurous place and i know in the news there's different things about you know using facebook but it's it's bigger than just the facebook application that all of you use 
Uh, they do a lot of great, great things, and they're very welcoming to help entrepreneurs and startups uh, like ours at Digital Scribbler. Um, but I went on in, and uh, I had used virtual reality a little bit, but uh, uh, I went with a friend, and we went into two separate rooms and got a demo, and it was a big room, and obviously they have some pretty cool equipment in there. I was on the Oculus, I think. And so they, the guy started putting me through his paces. And I was telling him all about what we did. And it turned out the guy who was working with me, his uh, niece had autism. And so he, he got my information so they could look it up and he could give it to his brother uh, and be able to get the tools. So we're going through it and, you know, I'm seeing dinosaurs. And they, they literally, you're standing there and the dinosaur like moves and comes right up to your face. And you literally feel it. And then there was like trains and all that. But then the moment of truth came when I knew virtual reality was powerful. I was all of a sudden on top of the Empire State Building. Now, here's the key. I'm afraid of heights. I'm very afraid of heights. Suddenly it appears and I start sweating. I get nervous and my heart starts racing. And I say to the guy, oh, no, man, I'm on top of this building. And I'm afraid. Literally, it felt like if I stepped forward, I would fall. My brain was fully convinced. He said, do you want me to turn it off? I go, no, no, I'll get through it. And then when I did some reading and research, one of the things I found out is that psychologists are using virtual reality to help people deal with uh, their traumas. And they're able to take people in virtual reality back to the place the trauma occurred and help them get through it. And I began to think, wow, I could probably overcome my fear of heights if I just worked using virtual reality until I was no longer afraid. And so if you're out there and you're wondering, how can that be practical? How can that really work for us? Imagine you have a kid who has, as, as Parker's alluded to, who has difficulty with some emotion, some fear, and being able to put them in virtual reality and slowly work them through. In fact, I think, Sean, you did that, didn't you? Yes, actually, when you were talking, I was, I was thinking some about it because uh, I uh, saw, as we're getting more involved in VR, I saw apps that people are using to face their fears, and there's kind of all over the store, whether it's fear of heights, fear of... And my wife and I were looking at a Discovery Channel. And they had Shark Week, and you know, my wife's looking. You're at afraid it. of sharks? No, my wife was, and so she reacted. And that's definitely one of the things that maybe was, you could go to a University of Michigan football game and overcome your fear of how great they are. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that'll be a VR trip we'll take someday. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it definitely the full immersive experience uh, really helps with that. Like get your emotions totally involved, and that was one of the things. Uh, that a friend actually encouraged, you know, it was Parker, uh, also did some research about how um, it's, VR is being used to actually help kids get through shots or blood draws. Uh, and they're doing a lot of research, I think it's in Brazil, where they're actually mapping or timing uh, the video that the kids are watching with when shots are getting taken to the, the different sensory kind of experiences while getting a shot or putting the kind of tourniquet on their arm is all mapped with the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically, as they're watching it, they're experiencing something, and it they think they're kind of involved in the movie when they're actually getting a shot. And so uh, that was really that was really cool. And they're doing research on it. And so you know, you know, we you know we just got a, a unit ourselves. My son actually had a blood test um, this week. In what uh, kind of unit were you using? We just had a, we got a Samsung Gear. I have a Samsung phone, and I did a little bit of research, and I liked. I mean, the Oculus Go was an option for us, and the Samsung Gear. Um, I went with the Samsung Gear because they're, they're, the app store is actually kind of mapped with Oculus, and there's a lot more kind of options on there that we saw, uh-huh. for, uh, uh, as well as they, they had the Google Daydream that we kind of thought about, and they didn't have as many things on there. Right. Um, and I figure, and I'm curious actually on a, another note how it's all going to work out with the VR because it's different platforms. But didn't you use it? And we used it, and uh, it was great. Like we kind of did some 
kind of testing on our own. Uh, you mean you you took a blood draw for yourself? No, the, the VR itself. <laughs> oh, to see what would. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get this right. Your son had a blood draw. Yes. And you did some testing, but you tested the the VR. We tested the VR to see. You what... were not willing to go in and get your blood drawn using VR to test it. Exactly. Aha. <laughs> okay, you were only willing to go so far. I was willing to use virtual reality to uh, to have fun and see what could have potentially help my son. Okay, good. But, uh, but Tell we us how it worked out. It worked out really great. Um, we we kind of through the research realized that you know certain videos he would be really active and want to look around, and we didn't want that for while he's getting his blood taken. Cool. So we looked at hey, what would actually he be calm? And uh, what we ended up doing is the Netflix has a virtual reality app and you're kind of they do and basically you're in a virtual theater watching the same shows are you serious so you look around and you know you're you see couches you see remotes and but you're basically your tv that you're watching the movie on is right in front of you giant so we watched the shows that he likes himself and man he did really great he was no while while we're in the doctor's office he was staring at it and the great thing uh, great thing about it is he was distracted but he also even when he wanted to look, he couldn't physically see what was happening because the visor was all, yeah. you know, on his face. So even if kind of little moments that he'd want to look over, his, his what, visual... What, what about parents who might feel like, I don't want to hide from my kid what's do, what's going on? Or like, what, what, what would you say to a parent who's like, wait a minute, you want me to put a big old virtual reality thing on his head? And, and, and what if, like, what if it hurts him and... He can't see it coming. Is there is there a reason to not want to do that? Can you see any? I we, mean, I can't. I'm just asking. Well, we thought for ourselves that you know, what's going to help him have the great experience of it, so that you know mm-hmm. that he doesn't he's not afraid to go again if something needs okay. to happen, or you know, if we thought if it was a negative experience, he's not going to want to go to the doctors anymore. So we thought, okay. how do we make this a great experience? So we did other things too. Yeah, we had a social stories that we read him with pictures of what exactly was happening before he went. Before he went for a few days before. Wow. So he knew he was getting a blood test. He knew what every all the steps. But then we also told him, hey, we're going to try this new cool thing. It was the first time he got to try it, so he's really excited about awesome. it too. So he associates now going to the doctor <laughs> with awesome. a chance to see movies in virtual reality. Um, here's the interesting thing. you know, uh, I had my, One of my sons had to have oral surgery, and so I wish we had had VR, but we, what we did is we actually filmed the office and the office of the oral surgeon uh, and put together a social story, and he was able to watch it for, I think we did it for three weeks before he went. And then also... Um, I showed they have film from a hospital in Australia and they show a young boy with his mother going to the hospital and going through all the stuff you have to go through to get the oral surgery uh, exam and all that stuff. Right. And so that was really helpful. So I'm listening to you and I'm thinking for the parents who may be squeamish may go, I don't know, this doesn't sound good. I'm not sure you're not putting the kid through more to make him have to wear a VR. What it is is once you can establish a trust between your child, and I've been at this as a parent of special needs kids for 26 years. So once you establish trust between your child and that doctor in that office, you won't need the VR every time. And so you can use it, but you won't need it. So what we're talking about here really is preventing trauma by using the device. And then you have the option of coming into the office and not 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 having to do that. And this is something that other offices are using. Dental offices are using movies that you lay down and you get your dental work and you look up and you get headphones on and you go get. So this is not something that's really radical. So I want parents out there to not be afraid and educators not be afraid 
VR is is a real great option, and it doesn't do anything negative to your kid. It really gives them an opportunity to overcome some potential traumas or prevent them as far as fears of doctors, uh, dentists, uh, going to the zoo or whatever it may be, whether your kid has a special need or not. Uh, now, one caution about that is you need to make sure you talk with your doctor before you put VR on your kid, because especially if they're going to play a game, games uh, can cause all kinds of problems. If your kid has a seizure problem uh, or any proclivity toward that, you want to be thoughtful. So you can do some research online and hopefully Parker or Sean will put together some tips about how to prepare for it because it's easy to throw that headset on and not think about any consequences. Watching movies like Netflix shouldn't be a problem. It's just a better experience. But some people have been known to get dizzy using VR, and so we want to be thoughtful about that. Make sure people are hydrated. And like I said, you want to know what they're going to watch too because when a kid sits in front of a television and he watches a roller coaster on a movie, it's going to feel very different if he watches that roller coaster on a movie in VR. What are you thinking, Parker? You look like you got a, a good thing to close us out on this episode, this initial maiden episode of VR. Uh, and, and, and tell us maybe about how you plan to put together this kit that you're going to use to go into classrooms and help kids with VR. What tools are you going to use? We, we have a, an Oculus Rift right now, which is probably the it's like the the leading VR device right now with a computer that could handle it um but pretty much it, it really just takes the just the device just the Oculus and the controllers that it comes with and you don't need a lot to be put into a like a world where you could do that you just need the right applications which there's a ton of them for, for Have you already picked your applications out? I have not yet. No. So you what well, you you're, you're going to get you're going to be doing that. You're going to be setting it up. Yes. Yeah, when's your first up. when's your first uh presentation going to be? Tomorrow, a week from now, two weeks from now, what do you think? Uh it's probably going to be a week from now, a week from today. Okay, yeah. so and then you'll present to us. You'll come back on the podcast and present to us what you did and what you learned. Yep. Okay, why are you excited about doing this? Um, well, there's a lot of reasons I'm excited for this. I think just give me one. Um, well, the biggest thing is just I just keep going back to the just the study about the retention rate and like thinking about like my own experiences in high school because I was not interested in school at all. Right. Um, I remember biology and chemistry were just so boring. Um, but even like just having to read the textbook and and even the textbook had minimal pictures and stuff. It was mostly yeah. just words. Oh and, boy, yeah. Um, and then I remember this last summer going to. A, um, I went and visited this company, Meta, who's actually an aug- augmented reality company, um, cool. and they make their own headset. But I was able to um, look at different, I forget exactly what it was, but it was different atoms and different molecules in augmented reality. I was what does able that to- mean? Well, it's basically you could see everything in front of you. So you just have like a glass screen in front of you. Yeah. But it projects images on there and you could reach your hand out and the cameras can see your hand and you can grab different objects. Wait a minute. You can. An augmentative reality. Yes. You can reach your hand out and grab it. Yes. So I can grab a statue in a museum and I can manipulate it and turn it. Yes. So you could grab it. You could turn it. You could resize it with two hands. So what's gotten you excited is the idea that if someone is disinterested in the classroom, you can actually put them in the place of the assignment. So if we blow this up, I know this probably isn't possible, but if we blow this up, if I'm studying the Civil War and then there's augmentative reality for Civil War in a museum or something, I can actually go like I went to Fredericksburg and I saw the room where uh, General um, Stonewall Jackson died. And they went to the battlefield and then they showed the room where he actually went to after he was shot by his own men. And but I could actually go into that room to 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 pick up the 
they had a, uh, some tools and containers next to it. I could actually pick those up and look at the basin and see it. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, totally. Oh, man, that's that totally possible education now. completely. Yeah, and I think even like, like everyone has those experiences of classes that you've had to study for that you hate. And that's just the worst because yes. it just takes so All much effort. But people also have those experiences, hopefully, of classes that they love. And when you study for it and work for it, it feels like it's not even work. Like if you really enjoy it. And that's the goal I have for AR or for virtual reality, um, just in classrooms. If you can get students to enjoy it and get students to be excited about learning, then it doesn't even feel like learning and school doesn't become a hassle. It becomes something fun. Wow. So basically what you're doing is you're saying, look, I think there's another way here. And there are a lot of educators like that. You're saying, I think there's another way for parents. I think there's another way for educators. And we think VR can be an assistant to parents and be an assistant to educators to make kids and adults' lives better. I'm looking forward to it. You'll hear more about it on our next podcast. This is This Is Me. Have a great day.